This is an Area Code podcast. Hey guys, welcome to Sweet Tea. It's me, Portia Collins. And as you can see, nobody interrupted me today, (laughs) which means Jasmine is not with us. So sad face, but she's away taking care of some things. And I'm going to hold it down today, but I am not by myself. I have a special guest with me. to welcome Miss Jennifer Lucy Tyler. Hey girl, hey. Hey, I'm so glad to be here uh, with my sweet tea on the porch. <laughs> there you go, girl, your sweet tea, your sweet tea. So look, y'all, we're going to be 100% transparent and we're going to let you know that this is totally a do-over recording. Yes. Uh, we did this like two or three weeks ago and something happened with the audio and we were not able uh, to use that recording. So we're back again trying to in some form recreate what we had done because we talked about so many good things the last time but um also leaving space for god to you know do something new and give us words new words to talk about new things fresh ideas and so yeah so first of all let's get to it i want the people to know about jennifer so just tell tell me a little bit i know but i want everybody else to know Tell us sure. about Jennifer, what you do, um, what, what things you love, whatever you want to share. The floor is yours. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I love to talk about things that I love first, um, mm-hmm. more than what I do, because living in the Washington, D.C. area, it's so pretentious at times that mm-hmm. everyone cares about what do you do. True. Um, so what I love is... I believe uh, an even um, more in-depth question that gives you insight into who I am. So I love the Lord. I love Jesus. I Come am on a now. girl. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love the Lord with all my heart um, because of the gospel and what he did for me. You know, my life was like many of you, uh, you know, just when you are apart from God, Mm-hmm. BC before Christ. It was my life was some trash. <laughs> <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> you know, I um grew up in uh DC. I didn't grow up in the church. And by God's grace, uh, he saved me in my early 20s. And I'm so grateful for that. Uh today I just have an extreme passion, I guess, for introducing people to the God that changed my life, the God of the Bible. Mm, And the way that I do that is through uh, discipleship, through serving in uh, women's ministry at my church, but also uh, serving through a women's ministry called Soul Circles, which gathers women uh, to teach them how to study the Bible inductively Mm-hmm. I love seeing women get excited about studying the Bible and just <laughs> the transformation that takes place as we're studying, I think is just so dope and I'm excited about it. And so that's 
what I love and what I do is I, I teach the Bible. I'm a disciple. Uh, I'm also an entrepreneur as well, mm-hmm. uh, serving other servant leaders and the things that they need as far as social media management, graphic design, and all that other stuff. So that's mm-hmm. a little bit of who I am. I'm also a dog mom. I don't have any children, my <laughs> husband and I, but I have to sh- shout out that I'm a dog mom. Hey, we love Shadow. Yes. Her dog's Shadow. name is Shadow. <laughs> yes, and he heard you call his name. Hey, he's Shadow. Me. <laughs> he's me looking like, what? You should see his eyes open. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, I love that. First of all, I love that that you have an awareness that a lot of times, even in ministry now, I see that things have gotten so pretentious. And so I'm honestly probably going to steal that from you. When people ask me what you do, I'm going to tell them, well, this is what I love and I yes. get to do um, yeah. X, Y, and Z. I, I love it. Like that is, that was so rich and good for me. Um, well today guys, our topic today is going to be, um, about women's ministry. We're calling it women's ministry 101. Um, of course, this is not the exhaustive, uh, resource for all things women's ministry, but it's just things that we kind of want to share our heart about and, talk about as women who are leaders of women's ministry. And so a little fun fact that I'll share with you, um, She Shall Be Called, which is, which is the ministry that I founded and Soul Circles came together. And so we we have I, what I call a sisterly relationship between the yes. two organizations. And we get to do, uh, we both, Jennifer and I both share the same heart in terms of wanting to see women fall in love with their Bibles. Like literally, I'm always reminded of Psalm 119 and how the psalmist talks about delighting in the word of God. And so I think we both share the the same heart in wanting women to not just go through the Bible as a part of your little Debbie Do-Gooder checklist, but actually having the word come to life and you fall in love and, and actually sitting in the scriptures be literally like one of your greatest delights. And so uh, we have done some studies together. We have done, uh, you know, had some talks together. We've done a lot. And I think there's going to be a lot in the future. Um, But in our experiences, I think that there's so much wisdom that Jennifer can share um, too, you know, just, just, telling the people, you know, some of the things that we've just experienced as leaders. And so one of the biggest things that I I think I get um, a question about or there's an inquisitiveness is, you know, why women's ministry? You know, like, what's the point? What's the purpose? Um, is it really necessary or is it helpful? <laughs> Like women can be a bit much sometimes if we call them a spade a spade right now. It's like, like yeah. what, boo boo, what is you doing? <laughs> and yeah. so I don't know if you uh, would have to, you know, say why you chose to jump into women's ministry. And I already know a little bit of your heart behind it, but I guess I just want you to share, like, why do you think God has specifically called you to, minister to women? You know, I 
I've always been a girl's girl. I've always naturally. (laughs) And when I say being a girl's girl, I naturally loved hanging out and gathering with other women. Even before Christ, I was always the one that could rally up women to get together to do the wrong thing. (laughs) Come on now. (laughs) And, you know, I, I just feel like it was a natural kind of transition um, mm-hmm. because of that flu that grew out of a natural excitement mm-hmm. to simply share the things that I'm learning mm-hmm. uh, and how I'm growing and how God has transformed me. And I, I reflected over this this past weekend because I came across um, something from about 11 years ago where I gathered women together. I called it Sister's Day Out. And I, I saw gathered the picture. Yes. Young Jen, baby. It's like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yes. And it was over 10 years ago. And I um, was just, just as excited then as I am now. And I gathered women together from my church and uh, in my neighborhood and community uh, to just gather around the scriptures. And mm-hmm. I I talked about how I probably didn't, I probably preached something crazy or taught something crazy back then because I was still (laughs) growing in in my knowledge of, you know, proper context and theology Mm -hmm. and all of those things. Mm -hmm. But, but the zeal um, was there, even in spite of not knowing everything, the heart to do that. The heart to do it was there. And the Lord used it. He continued to cultivate that through, uh, church and having opportunities to serve Mm -hmm. uh, my local church, but also through other women that Mm -hmm. God put in my life to pour into me as, as I was growing. And so Mm -hmm. um, it's like each one teach one, you know, Um, yes, (laughs) everything that the Lord does in you, it's not just for you to become spiritually fat. Right. Come on, come on now. I like that. <laughs> it's not for you to become. And you, oh, I know I got to jump in. I want to give you space to keep talking, but it makes me think about. Um, I don't know if I was at recently at a conference. I cannot remember, but somebody was talking about how we have become such consumers when it comes yes. to the spiritual things, and what we don't realize is. We're not just consumers for the sake of just getting it and stacking it and sitting on it, or as you just said, becoming spiritually fat. We are cons- we consume to be able to pour out, and so yeah. you that was just a message right there. I'm sorry, I just had to jump in there. <laughs> yeah, and, and so the women's ministry flows out of an overflow mm-hmm. of the time. Mm-hmm. that I'm already spending with God, the things that I'm mm-hmm. learning and then simply just giving women an mm-hmm. invitation and inviting them in to that. Yep. I agree. I agree. You know, I think about when we think biblically about women's ministry, no, you're not going to find an explicit verse that says women, you must do you know, this type of special gathering or this type of Bible study group. You're not going to find a verse that says that. But what we will see is that the word does call us, just like what you just said, each each one teach one. Um, Mm -hmm. We are called as women to teach and to pour into 
other women. And like I said, what that looks like is it looks different for everybody. Me here in Mississippi, it's going to look different how, how I do that than you probably in D.C. But the premise, the underlying premise there is the same, is that as women, we are, you know, the word calls us to teach, um, specifically in a local con- church context. I do think that parachurch ministries like what we do are helpful in terms of coming alongside and building up the big C church. Um, but they're not replacements for what should be happening in the local church. And so I guess that's kind of where I want to segue um, to is what has been your experience with um, reaching and ministering to women and helping them um I guess I don't want to give away the tea. I want you to kind of explain like what it looks like to come alongside the church and have your ministry serve women well, but not actually be a replacement for um, church. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, just share your heart on that. I am very passionate about the local church um, and really sharing that passion with the women who attend soul circles events. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I, I simply let them know that this is not a replacement because Mm -hmm. the person, I can't be that church mother to Mm -hmm. them. That that person that is seeing you Sunday after Sunday or throughout the week, if you're serving that can discern, you know, uh, spiritually maybe what, what's happening in your life and to walk with you. I think that that is such a beautiful thing that is, that is necessary Mm -hmm. and it's what God designed. Um, And so I make it very clear to women at soul circles that we are not that we are simply coming alongside to give you tools uh, and encourage you to uh, study and to then also share this with other women in your local church. Mm -hmm. Uh, and how we do that also practically another way when we have our events and uh, so, because Soul Circles is an online community now, but we've also traveled mm-hmm. to different cities to hold events. At every event, what we would do is have uh, in our packet a list of solid churches mm-hmm. in that city that right. we would research and vet and all of mm-hmm. that and then recommend that at the end of our event and let women know, hey, if you don't have a church home, here is uh, here are some, here are some churches that you can look mm-hmm. into and to begin to consider. And um, praise be to God, like one of the women who attended several Soul Circles live events mm-hmm. uh, just actually joined a church that we recommended Mm-hmm. Um, to her and her life is just being transformed and she's so happy and it's such a blessing and she'll still come and be a part of soul circle events but now she has a local Body. community yes yeah yes. that's walking with her and that's so unnecessary yep yep that is super necessary I just I always think about the fact how you know and I, I'm always clear about this too with she shall be called my goal is not to usurp um what the local church is doing my goal is really to come alongside and and for me i think about where my heart and my mind was specifically 
when I started She Shall Be Called. And it was because I saw a need and I saw so many women, particularly in, in my context, because I go to a predominantly black church and I was seeing women who had the zeal who loved God, wanted to serve, you know, really valued the things of God, but they did not know God's word. And I mean, even now you would be surprised how many women come up to me and say, you know, I really never had somebody to disciple me in learning the word and then also learning how to teach the word. Because whether we believe it or not, all of us in some capacity, we have to teach. Okay. The great commission calls us in terms of how we make disciples, the premise that undergirds um, that, that commission is teaching them, you know, Christ says teaching them all, basically all I'm paraphrasing all the things that I've taught you. And so while, while a person may not be called to, what we call public ministry or to start an actual ministry, there is somebody in your life that you need to pour into, that you need to teach the word, that you need to walk alongside. And so I guess that brings me to my next point of just the importance of being word-filled women. Yes. Like in a world that is vying like for our attention in so many ways and teaching us or attempting to teach us that our merit is found in our hustle. Our merit is found in our looks. Our merit in, is found in all these other, other things is so important. It's so vital for women to know God's word. And so that's what, that's where I want to go. I want to, sh- I want you to share your heart. I know that you are, uh, a strong proponent of Bible literacy and yes. um, specifically starting women off for women who have never really approached their Bibles in a way where they're seeking to like, like truly study and not cherry pick scriptures. I've heard you talk and teach about um, inductive Bible study. And so just, just give us a little tea on uh, what it is that you do through soul circles and how that helps to raise up word-filled women. Well, I'll say it came from seeing and and also being under false teaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I know the damage mm-hmm. that that can do. Mm-hmm. And I was under false teaching for my husband and I both um, w- was under ministries that would cherry pick scriptures to fit mm-hmm. what they wanted it to mean, which mm-hmm. we know the theological term for that is eisegesis instead right. of exegesis. Right. right. And so uh, just seeing the damage that that could cause, I think that that also birthed uh, what we're doing here at Soul Circles, because at the time I was never taught how to actually study my Bible mm-hmm. inductively, mm-hmm. Uh, considering historical, cultural context, mm-hmm. things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And so uh, once I learned, I simply just wanted to 
create, have, have an environment where women came together to learn how to do just that. I also saw in today, what, what's happening a lot in today's culture is a lot of syncretism where, yes, come on. Yeah. Where Christian women are like, okay. Uh, or professing Christian women are saying, yeah, I serve Jesus, but I, I do these crystals and chakras in the universe and all of those things. And it's so popular and it has grieved me mm-hmm. because I have seen uh, professing Christians get caught up in these things and they will then cherry pick scriptures to make it fit mm-hmm. their narrative. Mm-hmm. And if they perhaps had an understanding or had the tools to know how to study the Bible for themselves, they could properly discern, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so um, that also births my passion of what we do at Soul Circles, especially seeing um, this uh, growth amongst particularly African-American women and Soul Circles. I have a, a passion to really just, uh, and, and Soul Circles is open to all oh, women, right. But we tend to have uh, African-American women that mm-hmm. attend our studies. And so uh, I, I see what's happening in our community. And I want to change that by giving the women the tools that they need right. in order to study. I agree. And that's the same way she shall be called. It's for everybody. Um, but what I noticed in my particular demographic and honestly when I began to I've actually done like studies and conducting research and having women um, of various ethnicities to take part and always it is my you know African-American sisters who they have the zeal they have you know uh, they, they value the things of God, but they are just, they just don't know. Like they don't know the scriptures. They, I would even say that they have uh, some understanding of the word. Like they've heard a lot of cherry picked scriptures, but just not seeing how the whole Bible fits together. And so that was something that I was seeing going on in my own uh, community and in my own life. And it really like spurred me to like, want to come alongside how can I come alongside uh my local body the local church and be helpful and you know it makes me think about um something that you was just you were just saying with about syncretism and how even though people think you know it it is peddled as something good it's really not something good and and for those we don't want to insult your intelligence here for those who don't know syncretism is first of all it's an age-old thing um we see it in the early uh you know the books of the bible many of the historical books particularly this is the issue that happened with king solomon um when he started marrying all these women um they were basically Mm -hmm. sliding in you know these pagan ritual rituals into mixing it up with the things of God and God wasn't pleased. And so ultimately what happens is you end up with a divided kingdom because they started doing things that were not approved by God. And so we're seeing a lot of that happen um, now. And so, like I said, it it, it may be peddled as something good, but it's not good. And I'm reminded in Titus, uh, 
Titus, the second chapter, very popular passage of scripture, but I specifically zoom in in verse uh, three, where it says, where it's telling women to teach what is good, you know, and in order for us to do that, we have to know what no. is good <laughs> according to the word of God. And so we take those things and we teach them. Um, Kathleen Nielsen uh, says this in an article. I thought it was very good. She said, effective women's ministry builds up generations of women who study and pass on the on the scriptures and so i love that combo you study and you pass it on you study and you pass it on and so we want to take the good what is truly good as defined by god and we want to take those things and pass it on to the next generation and so you know I, i as you were talking i was like man this is why women's ministry is important because there's so much out there that is trying to convince us, oh, you should do this or you should do that. But is it really good according to the scriptures? Is it really good according to the, the standard that God has set? And and honestly, when you put it up to the word, it's like, no, it's like, yeah. no. And so, uh, yeah, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for women like you. I'm thankful for women who have a heart for Jesus and have a heart to actually know the word of God and to take I'm thankful for you, sis. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you know, we could go on, on and on. Like we, yeah. we really do y'all. Like we're not putting on, we really do share the same heart um, in terms of loving God's word and wanting to equip. Um, and so, you know, that, that kind of brings me to segue. Um, what we don't understand is, I think that when we truly have ministry women's ministries that are centered on the the word like truly not just these little get together you know we have fun don't get me wrong right, but anytime right. you come rock with us you gonna get the word boo boo okay you chapter and context baby we're gonna give it and all context. to you Period. and so <laughs> uh, it reminds me of just the blessing that happens um, out of that. And so I don't know if you have any particular stories or uh, women that have been impacted by the Soul Circles ministry, but I would just love for you to share how a word-centered women's ministry has been a blessing um, to to the big C church. You know, like what, what changes have you seen? What things have you seen that... Um, that just really moves you to say, wow, God, you know, wow. Yeah, <laughs> man. Um, there are several uh, stories that I can share, but I, I, I'm automatically thinking of the women that are n- in healthy churches uh, mm-hmm. now um, because of attending soul circles and mm-hmm. them being able to discern what is healthy teaching, what mm-hmm. is a solid teaching. Also seeing women uh, actually share the things that they're learning with other women and them teaching mm, other women yes. what they have learned. Mm-hmm. I love, 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 love seeing that. Uh, because again, like we said earlier, it's not just for us. Right. Um, so um, that helps the church 
overall when a woman takes what she is learning and then shares it with another sister and begins to disciple her. Uh, I've seen women uh, break freedom, just begin to have freedom from bondage. Um, yes. Especially uh, the Galatians study that we did with you, mm -hmm. um, She Shall Be Called and Soul Circles. Uh, Soul Circles women attended a She Shall Be Called study that Portia led um, with the Galatians. And it was just life-changing, the conversations that uh, we were having. I wept um, so many days, girl, just boo-hooed yes. and cried. You know, Galatians is my favorite book, so I could teach that over and over. But <laughs> Girl, we and we would be here for it over and over again. <laughs> but just seeing the uh, understanding what freedom in Christ is, mm -hmm. and um, and and the way that the scriptures talk about it, like all of those things, are so helpful. And we've been seeing that transformation happen mm -hmm. uh, within soul circles. Uh, it is a beautiful thing to see women that want to come together and they, they're like, Hey, we don't need the giveaways. We don't need the song or the, right. the, the game or anything like that. We just want to study. And mm -hmm. I think that, uh, there, there's a lot of women that they are there. They're like, Hey, I don't, all of this other stuff is cool, but I need mm -hmm. some meat. Because Come I on. need to be transformed. Yes. Right? Yes. So. And, and that's it. You, I think you just hit the nail on the head is needing meat. Like, I'm even reminded of how the Apostle Paul, you know, he's admonishing, um, I think it's the Corinthian church, where he's saying, look, it's time to get off the milk and get on some solid you know, yes. to like get on some real food. And that's that's really what happens when we learn how to study and truly dig into God's word. And not only uh, I love something that you normally say and correct me if I get it wrong, but our studying is not just for information, but it's for right. transformation. Um, right. I've heard you say that several times. And so we have to take it from it's not just getting our heads filled up with all of this knowledge, but yeah. actually how does this begin to in turn shape the way that I look? How am I starting to bear the fruit of um, actually like literally being transformed by the renewing of my mind? The Bible speaks of that. We see that yep. in the book of Romans where like when we take in the scriptures, when we are truly hearing and understanding then it's it's a change of our mind it's a change of our thought processes it's a change where we begin to take less less and less and less of the world's view of things and we uh begin to take on god's view of things yeah. and so i i'm i'm really like i'm thankful i've seen that in my own life like the person that i was and like, man, people just don't understand. They see Portia <laughs> now, man, and they be like, oh, she's been with following Jesus all her life. Especially because I grew up in a context where 
my mama and my grandmama took me to church. We was in church every right. Sunday. My mama yeah. was a church organist. My grandmama was a church pianist. You know, I sang in the choir. And so people just automatically assume that this is the role that I've been following. You but knew church culture. There you go. I knew church culture. I didn't know Jesus. Right. And it wasn't until I started meeting the God of the Bible like mm. as he as he has revealed himself like according to the word not what mama and them say not what everybody else is doing but actually who is god as he has revealed himself through the scriptures that's when my life really began to change and so prior to i had this religious facade but inwardly there was no transformation there was no renewing of my mind i held on to the th same thoughts that the world held on to it's just that i tried to conceal them because i didn't want you know i didn't want mama and them to be fussing at me so it's like i okay. had somewhat of an understanding <laughs> kind of like romans one where where paul is talking about none of us can say that we really don't know right from wrong i knew but it's like i didn't want to yield to the good. I didn't want to yield to God. I wanted to do my own thing and conceal as much of the bad as I could. And so, man, if y'all had just had seen me 10 years ago or 15 years ago, y'all would be like, who is this girl? And how in the world did this happen? Yeah. But it's literally, it's all God. And you like I said, get the credit. that's it. That's it. Can't nobody take any of this glory uh that god that, that what god has done in my life like that is all him okay it ain't no no other person nothing and so that that's something that i'm i'm privileged i think as being a women's ministry leader i'm so privileged and i get the joy to be a vessel and honestly getting front row seats to see what god is doing in the lives of other women um just through the way that we minister the word to them. Like it, it is like probably one of my greatest joys, Jen. And mm. then to sit and to sup and to say, you know, what you see now with Portia ain't always been. So if God could right. do it for me, if he could change me, I promise you, there's no doubt in my mind that he could change you, you know? And so, yeah. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I know I, I wanted to ask, you know, as women's ministry leaders, uh, I know a lot of times people look to us for answers or to be problem solvers. Hint, hint, yeah. like, y'all, we ain't Jesus, okay? No, <laughs> so we no, don't no, have, no. you know, we, we, we lead in different ways, uh, but we're, we're not perfect and we don't have all the answers. Um, and then also we need leading as well. And so I guess, Jen, yes. I wanted to ask you, um, you know, who has been some influential leaders in your life, uh, whether it's local or not local, like who, who, and even, even if it's women or, or men, like who are some people yeah. who have just really poured into you and have um, spurred you to go out and do the same with other women? Well, first I, I will 
the, immediately who came to my mind was not a woman. It was my older brother. Okay. Um, Praise who's God. six years older than me. And man, we used to butt heads so much. And sometimes we still do uh, as it <laughs> pertains to our like heavy, like theology questions. But mm-hmm. um, I want him to hear this and I'm going to send this to him. Like I respect him so much. Um, he has mm-hmm. taught me so much and has had so much patience and Praise grace. God. And um, even when we have disagreed and things like that, like, you know, he's been unconditional in his love and we, we come back, but uh, he has been um, definitely an example um, of someone who uh, is passionate about the scriptures for me. Um, mm-hmm. And that's my big brother. So I always look up to him and so interesting I remember he uh, sent me this podcast of this woman that he thought uh, I could really learn from um, who was teaching on Phyllis Wheatley. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> that woman is Karen Ellis. I knew and- it. I knew it. Yes. Hey, Karen. <laughs> hey. So, so, so look, for the, for pause. Hold that, hold that thought. Anytime you listen to Sweet Tea and when you hear at the beginning, this is an area code production. That's Karen. So next time <laughs> she does the intro for uh, all of our our. I uh, love it. Yes. But anyway, keep going. Keep going. Yeah. So. Um, the Lord in his divine way, um, after listening to that podcast, I ended up traveling with Karen on, um, some, doing some work and meeting her, meeting women like, uh, Trillia Newbell. And these women became big sisters mm-hmm. in, my, in my life alongside, uh, Christy Ayobile, mm-hmm. who lives in my city. And mm-hmm. so, uh, we get together as, as often as we can. And, uh, these are just women of God that have been such a blessing and continue to be a blessing and uh, pouring into me, uh, challenging me if needed, um, encouraging me, doing what um, I immediately think of the scripture uh, in Hebrews 10, um, verse 25, provoking uh, one another um, to love and the good works um, Mm -hmm. as we see uh, the day approaching, Mm -hmm. um, encouraging each other, Mm -hmm. right? Um, that's what I have in those women, in those women. And also my pastor's wife. Um, Mm -hmm. I love her dearly. Uh, she is such an example to me in service Mm. and she's not in the spotlight. She's not like a speaker or anything Uh like that, but I learned so much about godly character as I watch her and I get to serve with her day to day. And it is amazing. So I, I've been blessed um, to have some women that I'm like, God, I know you did that. <laughs> Amen. Amen. That's how I feel like even with, you know, I think one of my prayers has been godly friendships. Like, Lord, I, and I harp on this a lot, just godliness, like yes. something that got, like we are called to godliness. And so I want my life to be rich in that, in every aspect from my friendships, from um, the people who disciple me to my marriage, every aspect of my life. And so when I think about my friendships, I think about how God has connected like you and and me. And um, last week we had one of our friends, Abina on, and just so many Mm -hmm. women who love God 
love the things of God, want to walk in a way that is pleasing to God, not as a means to earn anything, but simply out of the overflow of thankfulness and gratitude and love for God. Like, man, it's it's, it's like such a blessing to be able to um, experience those things. It's honestly like small gifts on this side of heaven to be able to say, you know, I really do. I got some people that I can call. And if I say, pray with me, I know they're going to really pray with me. You know what I'm saying? Or if I say, Hey, I really, I'm, my thinking is not clear right now. And I need you to speak the word into this situation because right now I'm reaching for everything else. You know, it's, it's, it's a blessing to experience those things. And I think that is the beauty of women's ministry yes. is, um, being able to con- connect with women surrounding um, the things of God, like truly the things of God. And so, yeah. It, it, women's ministry has helped me to have a healthy view of friendship, Come a on. healthy view of sisterhood. Uh, prior to uh, being involved in women's ministry and serving, I was one of those women that thought like, even though I was a girl's girl, I used to say things like, man, why are women so difficult? Why is this so challenging (laughs) and things of that nature? And not to say that there aren't challenges with women in women's ministry. Mm -hmm. Let's be clear, you know, because we're people and differences Mm -hmm. happen. And with that, there will be challenges. But I think when you have uh, the heart to just glorify God and to honor God, you work Mm -hmm. through those things differently. Right. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. It's, it, it changes your perspective because you yeah. can have, like for me, um, it has made me much more optimistic. It's like, I know that there are going to be difficulties. I know that people are going to people. That's what I always say. People going to people. <laughs> yes, but- that's a good one. I love that. <laughs> I'm going to use, yes. I'm stealing that. Yeah. People going people. People going people. <laughs> but, um, I, I feel like God just has a way of changing your perspective and making you optimistic and hopeful. I guess that's what it is. I'm reminded of first Corinthians 13, where it talks about how love bears all things, but hopes all things. And so it's like, I, God has helped me to not become so jaded to the point where I'm like, Oh, I'm just done with this or I'm sick of this, you know, or I'm not doing women's ministry or I don't want to connect. It makes me hopeful even in spite of uh, the difficulties. And so, you know, well, Jen, I want people to know how they can connect with you um, even outside of Sweet Tea. Of course, we'll link this in the show notes, but tell everybody, you know, how they can reach you, how they can connect with you and learn more about Soul Circles and all that good stuff. Sure. So you guys can connect with me on my website, uh, which is jenniferlucytyler.com. You'll also learn about Soul Circles through that. But if you are a social media person, you can find me on all social media networks. Uh, Instagram is at jenniferlucytyler. And then also check out Soul Circles events Mm -hmm. on Instagram. Uh, we would absolutely love to have you and to connect with you and to st- ultimately study with you. Amen. See, 
She didn't say just come and follow her. And we ain't trying to just be no influencers. We want to connect with you and study yes. with you. Yes, and study. So I love that. I love that. Jennifer, thank you so, so, so much for being with us today. Um, you have, this has been a bright spot in my day. So it's um, a bright spot in mine too, Portia. Yeah. You have definitely been uh, just such a blessing to the women of Soul Circles and also my life personally. So I always learn from you, and we learn from each other, and it's such a beautiful thing. Praise God. Well, we got to see. Listen, y'all. Me and Jen, we've known each other for a couple of years now, but we still have not seen each other like in the flesh but it's gonna happen real soon okay like we yes. didn't got corona so behind weird. us right <laughs> that's why i said all of this behind us we gotta make it happen like this year man okay. yes <laughs> yes look i will come on down to mississippi come we gotta on. make it happen come on come on so yeah uh as always guys we want to remind you that sweet tea is a production of the area code network to learn more i encourage you to visit www www.areacodenetwork.com Hi, girl. Thank you again, Jen. I love you. Thank you. Love you too, All right. Peace. This is an Area Code podcast.